This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. Well, I thought for this week's podcast we'd take a break from the ongoing drama of uh, my recent house fire and get back to these questions that are attributed to God in the Bible. So we have a, a question to explore this week, and it's found in the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis, where it is recorded that now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I've acquired a man with the Lord's help. And then she bore again, and this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat, and the Lord responded to Abel in his offering, but he did not respect Cain in his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. And so the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, you'll, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. And then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? And Cain said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And God said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its fruit to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. And God said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain Vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And God set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Now, one of my favorite aspects about these primal stories passed down to us from our faith ancestors is how insightful they are into our own human nature today. They really cause me to wonder how far we've progressed or not uh, as a species over the last several millennia. This story purports to be the genesis of the us versus them attitude that has plagued humanity from our beginnings and is running rampant in our culture even to this day. And I can only reference the recent political elections as evidence for this. Now, I don't know about you, but as I reflect on my own life, I'm aware of times that I've been more like Cain and others when I've been like Abel. Truth be told, I've acted like both of them. Now, as the sacred author lays it out for us, both Cain and Abel brought offerings to God, and it, it seems that Abel shared from the best of what he had, while Cain, eh, maybe from the surplus, and as a result, 
God is pleased with Abel's sacrifice and not so much with Cain's. And this preference from God sets in motion a chain of events that led to the very first murder. Cain experiences envy, which leads to anger. Theologian Merslov Wolf really articulates Cain's logic, and it runs like this. Cain thinks, well, God is for me. And then all of a sudden, well, God likes Abel better than for me. God's on Abel's side. Therefore, I've got to get rid of Abel. Now, this sure describes my own experience in the us versus them tension. When I've encountered folks who believe differently than I do, and they they seem to be more blessed or have it more together or are more compassionate than I am, It, too, has been an assault on my own identity and based on the deep-seated fear that I might be wrong. My reflexive response has been to kill, and my preference has been with words. My history is filled with pithy, judgmental, arrogant insults directed at the others in my life, all designed to protect my own fragile concept of self my projection of being a wise and spiritual soul, St. Fred. I love, too, the way the biblical writer describes this innate instinct of ego preservation that resides within all of us as an animal that lurks prowling to devour and destroy, crouching at our door. And I've surely felt the heat of anger in my own breast and tasted the bitterness of this animal of envy that are the calling cards of the bestial aspect of my own nature. Merslov Wolf again comments that Cain murdered because he fell prey to what he refused to master. Now the result of Cain's action is that he becomes estranged from his family, from his community, from his work, from the land that will no longer respond to his efforts and bring forth produce. All the markers that have afforded Cain his identity. The tragic irony is that by killing in order to protect his identity, he actually lost it. He destroyed his identity. And yet, the sacred writer tells us God does not abandon Cain. God puts a mark on Cain to protect him from retaliation by Abel's loved ones or family or community? And was this a grace extended to Cain? Or is it simply God's wisdom in knowing that retaliation of a wrong never sets it right? Maybe it's both. As always, thanks so much for allowing me to join you for these few moments on your journey today. As I was uh, preparing this podcast and thinking about the Cain and Abel story and uh, Cain's struggle with his identity and ego preservation, I was thinking of the idea of true self and false self, which uh, Thomas Merton talked a lot about, as does Richard Rohr. So in conclusion, here's some thoughts from Richard Rohr on our true and false self. Rohr says, your true self is who you objectively are from the beginning in the mind and heart of God. 
the face you had before you were born, as the Zen masters say. It's your substantial self, your absolute identity, which can neither be gained nor lost by any technique. Your false self is your role, your title, and personal image that is largely a creation of your own mind and attachments. It will and must die in exact correlation to how much you want the real. How much false self are you willing to shed to find your true self is the lasting question. Blessings on your adventures this week. Take care.